Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to USTA Florida's Here to Serve podcast. My name is Laura Bowen, and I'm the Executive Director at USTA Florida. And today, for the month of April, we have a very special guest who's going to talk about all things Special Olympics here in Florida. My guest is Sherry Wheelock, and Sherry is the Chief Executive Officer of Special Olympics Florida. Thank you, Sherry, for joining us on the podcast today. Well, thank you, Laura. Um, we are very excited and uh, just thankful for the partnership we've had for years. So very excited to be here today. Excellent. Well, we're super grateful for you guys and the partnership we've had for many, many years. I thought we'd start with you, if you don't mind, and see if you might tell our audience how you got involved in Special Olympics Florida and why the work you do at Special Olympics Florida means so much to you personally. Uh, uh, sure. I, I really have just been so um thrilled to be part of this mission and sports has always been a part of my life um, growing up. You know, um, luckily I had parents who uh, really saw the value of, of, of what you get from sports, whether it's teamwork and leadership, et cetera. So I think sports has always been a passion. And then as I worked in my careers, um, I did a lot of uh, volunteer and mission-based work with people with intellectual disabilities. And so as I was at Universal, I actually ended up on the board of directors for Special Olympics Florida um, as their representative. But the best part about that is um, it wasn't a typical board experience that is just governance and oversight. You were extended this great opportunity to uh, be as involved as you like. So we um, I quickly was allowed to uh, volunteer for fundraising <laughs> for the gala. But uh, the best part is I I got to be a, a volunteer coach. And so I um, was an assistant coach in both golf and swimming um, during my board tenure. And I think that is what really opened me up to um, the experiences uh, that I thought would be an incredible um, a part of not only the Special Olympics mission, but also my life um, was just the time I spent with the athletes. And to see how the, the programs this mission um, delivers uh, really impacts their progress as far as their life skills, uh, their social skills. Um, it was just um, tremendous. And so, you know, I'm very, very um, honored to be, uh, actually have a role now within Special Olympics Florida on their team and um, continue to, to elevate that mission um, alongside the athletes. So it's amazing. I love hearing your story. And I love that, one, we're very lucky to have you in the role that you are now, but also to have somebody in that role that served as a coach in two different sports, you have such a great perspective on the value of doing programs for Special Olympics athletes. We talked, we've talked in the past a couple of times about the impact that COVID and the pandemic had on Special Olympics Florida athletes and their families, you know, what they were able to do and what they weren't able to do. How has access to sports helped the families you serve overall? Um, especially during the pandemic, and how is participation now across the state in the sports? Great. Well, um, well, and it's really great to be talking in April because it's this National Volunteer Month, as you mentioned, and so yep. we're so grateful to have so amazing um, volunteers, uh, a lot of your coaches and, and teachers or arts coaches. So, um, A, yes, you're wonderful to be so generous to us. Um, so thank you all our volunteers out mm -hmm. there. Uh, but yeah, the pandemic was, um, you know, COVID's impact was certainly felt, I think, 
you know, as much as it was uh, by everyone else, I mean, there was tremendous loss within our Special Olympics family. Um, there was a, a huge toll, just like most people, I think, in experience with the isolation um, causing additional uh, mental health challenges. Um, um, many of our athletes thrive, as most of us do, I think, on a consistent schedule. Uh, they look forward to their training every week. They look forward to uh, coming together with their friends for competition their dances, um, so many things that are in addition to just their annual, you know, weekly training. Um, and for that all to be taken away so quickly, um, it's a lot for anyone to digest. And especially I think our athletes, you know, it's challenging. So um, once again, um, we morphed very quickly to virtual, which helped somewhat. Um, because, you know, obviously we can continue engagement through fitness. Um, I know you all did a lot of trainings um, okay. through tennis, mm -hmm. which was amazing for our tennis athletes or any athletes that wanted to come on for that. Um, but, you know, our coaches, once again, became super critical. So our families would reach out to the coaches for advice on how to, you know, kind of keep their athletes engaged and get them through this time. Um, a lot turned to virtual training, which was exciting. Um, we had an athlete ride think 3,500 miles virtually to do oh, a really wow. great um, uh, challenge. Uh, and we had another athlete run a marathon virtually. So uh, there was some really cool stories that came out of it. But um, we felt that getting sports available very quickly with the right protocols and safety was important. So we're thankful that tennis was one of our first sports we went back with at a local level for training. And we did see people want to return, um, you know, and get out and be you know, active. And I think, again, um, sports was so important, um, you know, in these individuals' lives because of, of the health side of it, too. You know, we just needed to keep people active. We needed to not leave them on, you know, so many of us were doing school online and work online and everything was online, which we understood. But, you know, I do think the um, acted action of getting people out slowly and safely back on the playing field was important. So um, we're proud to say that we were able to do that, um, you know, uh, in a reasonable time frame. And then as we've gone through 2021, we've grown more through, um, you know, bringing regional competitions back into action. And then in 2022, we've had um, a couple of statewide um, competitions for the first time um, that have actually brought some people in for overnight stays. So that, yeah, I think that was the biggest challenge for us was, you mm -hmm. know, we think the local training made a lot of great sense, um, but the actual you know, thought of moving everybody in and bringing them in was a, a little bit of a, a challenge, but we were really excited to see things move forward. And uh, we have our summer games coming up May 20th and 21st at ESPN Wide World mm -hmm. of Sports. So that'll be our first large, large event in person. And then, as you know, our USA games are coming in June 5th. Yeah. So, yeah. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And since you brought okay. up tennis, we're going to talk a little bit <laughs> of tennis. Uh, first, sure. you did mention it was one of the, the first sports to reopen. And we were so grateful to have a partnership with you because a lot of the world really started to turn to tennis as a safe way to play in that sea of unknown during COVID. Sure. And you guys were fantastic to work with to really spread the word and say, how can we get more athletes participating in a sport like tennis during that time where people really needed something to do recreationally? Yeah. We've had a partnership of both USTA Florida and our USTA Florida Section Foundation with Special Olympics Florida for many years now. And I wanted to ask you your perspective on how our partnership has maybe helped to expand those opportunities for athletes to specifically play tennis. 
Right. So again, something you guys have been doing for years, but um, I have been so impressed. I, I think the opportunity to partner with you for grants for adaptive equipment um, has transformed the opportunities for our athletes. You know, many of our athletes don't have, uh, it, it sounds silly, but we, they don't have that extra dollars to mm -hmm. invest in an adaptive um, racket or, yeah. you know, special balls and things like that. So um, that in alone, uh, alone has been a really great um, impact in expanding the reach. Uh, but I think also the coaching element is so critical. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can't say enough about our coaches. I mean, they are like really the backbone of what we do um, every day. And to have the skill set of your coaches, you know, engaged with our coach, our athletes um, has, again, um, grown the interest, grown the access. I think one of the hardest things is that your know, transportation is a big challenge um, for our, our for our program. And um, so bringing those uh, bringing the program to them locally is important. And every time we've had an opening, you know, of like, hey, we want to start something up in Jacksonville. You know, you guys have always been tremendous to say, well, we know this coach or we know this mm -hmm. venue. And so those are really important to be able to really move forward um, the programming as well as the reach of what we do. So, um, again, Again, like all of those things have been tremendous. And then again, you've made it opportunities for our athletes for different invitationals to be part of. Um, you've done a lot of um, cool things that we were, um, you know, doing as far as like just showcasing different mm -hmm. skill sets and things. And so I think all of that, you know, has made, really made us um, stronger. And we're, we're with you with the coaches. This wouldn't happen without our coaches, many of whom are volunteers. They give their time. And we're fortunate that... Um, I don't know if it's a Florida culture. I can only speak for my state. And of course, I'm biased and I think Florida is the best. But whenever we've gone to any type of individual in Florida who's either an existing tennis coach or uh, is a volunteer and we've asked them to do any type of adaptive programming, the answer always overwhelms me. Like I'm always prepared to hear no. I don't have the time and I never hear no. I always hear yes. And if we can get this, this, and this from you guys, we can make it happen. So it's uh, our coaches really are the best, and I'm grateful to all of them as well. Mm -hmm. You mentioned yeah. the state games, which is one of my favorite times of year. It is just around the corner. And a couple years ago, we actually switched the dates so that the tennis games were earlier. And at that time, when we did it, it's the first weekend in May, uh, we had this silver lining to making that switch where some of the athletes could actually play more than one sport in the state games, which helped us to get more participants even. I think last year we did the state games. We had a tremendous turnout. So can you tell me a little bit about what the athletes and their families and caregivers could expect at this year's games? Like from an overall perspective, what's going to be yeah. fun and exciting for them? No, that's great. Well, I think, um, you know, first of all, that was also something I should have mentioned is just, um, a, you know, continuing to provide like a venue like USTA Florida for our statewide um, efforts and experience, again, for our athletes to have that experience, to be on a professional uh, court, to um, to be in that environment. It, it's so exciting and exhilarating. And so um, you guys also do a great job of getting fans out there. We had, um, as you mentioned, last year was kind of our first, you know, entree back in. I think this year, obviously, we're going to 
see a lot more um, engagement um, from the athletes uh, as far as participation. Um, so we're excited to see them come out um, uh, and have them tra more people travel in this time. Uh, we are hoping to get back to some of our normal like opening ceremonies and, you know, a little bit more um, robust, uh, I think, you know, social experiences. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm really excited to one of our um, uh, volunteers and fans, uh, uh, Mark and Becky Walsh, um, they're huge tennis players and they have just pretty much came on as our um, year-round sponsors for our tennis program okay. and our Team Florida. And so I think that having them there to, you know, really uh, cheer on our athletes is going to be a, a really special moment too. So um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun things happening and um, we're going to be um, celebrating our 50th, our 50th anniversary is this year. So wow. we'll make sure that we're having some special giveaways for the athletes um, for our 50th as well. So we're yeah, lots of things happening in 2022. Yeah, I love it. And I hope the dance party is coming back because that was one of my favorite yes. things. <laughs> yes, I think, you know, a virtual dance is a different feel. Yeah, it doesn't, so. doesn't kind of go the same. <laughs> yeah, so I think everybody's been, yeah, really excited about that too, coming back. Well, we, well, we absolutely, absolutely can't, can't wait. wait. It's, it's only, only a few, a few weeks, weeks away. And our, our staff, staff always, always, there's always there's a buzz always. here. And, you know, we have so many of us that are like, put me on the schedule. I don't even... Assign me whatever you want to assign me. I just want to be there and help and support. So you're going to have uh, a very happy crew from USDA Florida out there and also the USDA National Campus supporting that. Event. Oh, thank you. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so we have another exciting event uh, coming up. Orlando is home to the USA Games here in June. So a month after our state games. You all are doing a phenomenal job of planning the USA Games uh, here in Orlando, and the tennis will also be held at the USTA National Campus. So my question to you is, how special is it that Central Florida will be hosting these games? And what can the athletes from Florida who are going to come to the USA Games expect from that experience? Yeah. Um, well, we are so proud. I mean, we were just so proud to win the bid back in 2018. And um, the team who's been working on the USA Games has been doing a tremendous job of um, uh, making it a great awareness around our um, event, but also our mission, right? So some great athlete stories, um, great engagement with amazing new partners. So that's been exciting. Um, but yeah, it's the first time ever in the history of Florida that we will host this event. So, and it should be the largest humanitarian event that's ever been held here. And I think wow. the second largest sporting event is what I understand amazing. in the state of Florida. So to be here, um, it'll be June 5th to the 12th. Um, they are still uh, in, in need of some volunteers. So I think that would be our call to action. If you want to come out and volunteer, uh, lots of great and different ways to volunteer anything from, you know, sports to just helping out with um, fans in the stand to keeping people hydrated. So uh, lots of fun ways to engage. Um, I think it's going to be really special, though, for all of the visitors uh, coming in because many times um, they're used to staying in dorms or being on a college campus, which is awesome and a really great experience. But to really get to come to the venues that Central Florida hosts, you know, I think once again, as I mentioned, like, you know, playing at the USTA National, I mean, like, how can you 
you know, compare that to, you know, playing on a college um, courts, I'm sure are very nice, but I think it's just a little <laughs> bit of the esteem and, you know, yeah. prestige of doing that. I think also um, they'll be in the hotels for the first time, really staying in, you know, Disney themed hotels, which is a wonderful experience and yeah. um, having opportunities to just have a lot more access and resources, I think, than they're used to at these types of events. So um, we couldn't be more thrilled. I think the planning's gone very well. Um, people are excited to come and, and Team Florida is ready. So I think um, while we're, we are familiar with these, you know, venues, I think um, there's still a lot of people who may have not have played actually up here so that's kind of exciting um because we do have sixty thousand athletes across the state so not everybody comes up right every state games um and um they're really ready competitively they've been training you know alongside their uh coaches throughout the state and um it's gonna be pretty exciting i think we have the largest delegation i think it's uh 600 people coming so Wow. Um, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be well represented in Florida and we'll be cheering them on. And I know that yeah. we have some wonderful volunteers who've been working uh, on the tennis side as well. Scott Mitchell, I think, is heavily involved, Alexis Johnson. And so we have a lot of people that are in our tennis network that have stepped up to coordinate on both the volunteer and the tennis side. So we're very excited. Um sure. And to see that come some, to fruition. Mm -hmm. And in Florida, I think we have some extraordinary tennis athletes. So I'm excited. We do. <laughs> we do have some excellent tennis athletes, yeah. and we are excited to see them compete. And it's nice to have it next door because we can go over and watch. So there will definitely be fans in the stands that week of June. And, you know, for anyone listening to this that wants to step by and cheer us on, you know, please do. Good. We'll always be cheering for Team Florida. Super. So my last question um, yeah. for you is, as you look ahead to the future of adaptive sport in the state of Florida, what do you think the tennis industry can do to make sure that we continue to expand opportunities for all athletes to play? Okay, so I think uh, along the lines of the adaptive equipment um, resources, I think is, um, again, a need, right, to get somebody started, you know, to get them, um, you know, outfitted, I think it's, you know, very important. But I think also um, something you and I talked about before, Laura, is um, we're and I think you guys are thinking through this um, is really activating um, the parent or caregiver network, uh, maybe with some additional resources, um, you know, ways that they can understand kind of the skills and the techniques and how those all kind of um, act to get work together to get those athletes back on the court. So um, I loved hearing the stories when we first kind of started the different um, types of balls, like the red ball, the green mm -hmm. ball the yellow and how an athlete who had been only able to just do skills for 10 years all of a sudden when she was introduced a different type of ball that bounced differently she was actually able to volley for the first time mm -hmm. you know in 10 years i can't even imagine Amazing. you know mm -mm. so to i think continue our education um, um and the resources to our parents and caregiver you know community even volunteers as well yeah. i think it, it'll be a great um way to continue the 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 growth that we've had and um, introduction because i think tennis is a lifelong sport mm -hmm. and one that we want as many people to play as possible so it's great yeah, and the great thing is everybody can play together i know we've identified 
there's a lot more we could do in that parent space for everyone. Um, I think the questions we get asked most frequently are resources for parents. We're working hard to put some additional resources out there. So that feedback is super helpful because I can take that back to our team and say, let's make sure that we also have resources for adaptive athlete, caregivers, parents, family members who want to really play together. And that that is another great advantage of tennis is that people of all levels can really play together. I love seeing the caregivers and the parents out there at the state games. A lot of times they're the coaches and it's wonderful to see them interact with the athletes. So the more we can do for the family unit as a whole, the better. That's great. Yeah. Actually, I think a, a tennis coach, when I was practicing with my daughter, said uh, the people who become the most, um, you know, longer term tennis players and are those that the parents and the caregivers or whoever play with them. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I think the more of that unit we can get together, that's wonderful. So thank yeah, you. And I think that's one of the most um, that's a determining factor as to whether someone will play a certain sport is whether their parent plays. So it there's a lot of influence there sort of across the board. So the more we can do to help parents get involved and caregivers and other family members, the the better chance that somebody's going to stay in touch. My mom plays tennis and that's why I'm involved. So let's see. That's great. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, Sherry, so much for your for taking the time today and for all that you do. It's it's just a blessing for me to have you as a partner and um, to have you in Special Olympics and doing this important work. And I really, truly, genuinely appreciate everything that you do. And I'm excited that you'll you'll be at. I hope I see you at the state games, and if yes, not the state well. games, the USA games. <laughs> I would love to see you in person. But again, appreciate you and all that your team and your volunteers do. It's wonderful. Yeah, thank you, Laura. We're grateful for you and for all the work that you guys make possible for our athletes, too. So thank you. For those of you who are listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, uh, you can hop on over to USTA Florida's YouTube channel or our Facebook page where you can see the full video version. And of course, for more information on how you can get involved in Special Olympics, either at the local level or at the state games, or even help out at the USA games, you can visit ustaflorida.com, or you can visit Special Olympics Florida and follow them on all social media channels like I do. I love following you guys, and I get great content there. So please make sure to check it out. And of course, you can reach out to me at any time with questions. So thank you so much for tuning in, and have a wonderful day.